Hello, my name is Michael, and I'll be doing the scripture reading for you today. It's going to be out of Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 4, and I'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. The disciples argue who would be the greatest. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I will tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins, become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. The word of the Lord. All right, we are in week four of our series of interrogating Jesus. So these are all questions posed to Jesus, and they come from different quadrants. We've been shaping the series uh, about there are some questions that are asked earnestly and sincerely, and some questions people just want to prove how much they already know. And, and to, to, to talk about these questions that are given to Jesus, he's gonna take everyone seriously. And we get this from Anne Rice. She's the vampire novelist, interestingly enough. She says, very few beings really seek knowledge in this world. Few really ask. On the contrary, they try to wring from the unknown the answers they have already shaped in their own minds, justifications, confirmations, forms of consolation, without which they can't go on. And then she says this, this is the money line. To really ask is to open the door to the whirlwind. Uh, when a real question is asked, you, it, we all have to have this willingness to go just wherever the answer takes us. Uh, it, it's interesting, is um, a, a, a family member who uh, likes to sing joyfully in the shower and um, they sing to themselves and then um, they ask you, they say, uh, how do you think I sound? Like, do I, do I sing great? And uh, if you are <laughs> probably a normal parent, you're like, you sound great, sweetie. Uh, but you remember this is when um, we were first watching American Idol in our cultural phenomenon uh, that when it first started, you know, with Simon Cowell. Um, we realized that there had been a whole string of mishaps in someone's history if they got to Simon Cowell and they were a bad singer. Like someone had lied to them. Someone did not answer that question appropriately. And so, and so the penalty of not answering that question wherever it might take you resulted in their great embarrassment on a national stage. You have to be willing to follow wherever the question, so, so gentlemen, you know this, you never ever answer the question, does this dress make me look fat? <laughs> you never answer that question. You avoid, you don't lie, but you avoid, you misdirect, you change the subject. To answer the question means that you're willing to go wherever the answer may, may take you. Now, this afternoon's question is this. Um, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And 
I've been saying this invites the world, all these questions invite a whirlwind, and this question um, is no, no different. It invites the whirlwind. Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? All right, so uh, let's, let's get what is behind this question, because I think from the context, I think we find the ultimate reason, but there are a lot of underlying reasons that we get from the other gospels of why this question is important for all of us. Okay, so the, the, one, of the, one of the reasons is um, there is a desire in all of us to, to be a big deal, even if our name is not known, maybe if we don't want our name to be known, but we want to be a big deal in some capacity, even if one, no one knows about it. Um, we all know the greatest of the system. So we have a system, we have a worldly system, and we automatically know who has risen the ranks in that worldly system. So we know, and you don't have to like these people. Uh, like we know that Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer, they have risen the ranks and they are great. In the system, in the worldly system, they have great. We're like, oh, right? But, but it, this applies to ce celebrities, this is, applies to financiers, this applies to the athletic, the beautiful, the talented, the music, like whatever it is, you can all, we can go through every category and you say, I know who has risen the ranks. I know who is great in this system, in this system. Okay, so that's one of, that's one of the things behind the question is, I wanna know who, who's, in the system, who is great? Okay, but there's another one is, um, we have this desire for rankings. You know, I said, they, they've, we, there are greatest of all time arguments about anything. So yes, athletes, the, the, the one that is on my feed all the time is Jordan LeBron, right? Like, and people will just, they, they write volume, volumes and blogs and go back, but they have podcasts on this and it's just ceaseless. No one's ever gonna settle it, but they will fight about it, all right? Um, this is interesting, I read this in the New York Times recently, uh, is, is that in a study where um, they have a lot of um, blind ratings of products, so it could be toasters, it could be ketchup, it could be wine, it could be whatever it is, um, people are asked to rank them. And once they rank them, um, uh, there's, a, there's a list that comes out, but this is what's interesting, is if they pre-rank them with the study respondents and let them know what numbers one through five are, the first place automatically enjoys a 20% 20, 20 bump. So, so we are less connoisseurs and more addicted to ratings than we'd like to admit. We want to know what is better than the other. We wanna know what's better than the other. Um, uh, what, what, else, what else is behind this question? There's a desire for assessment. Now, another word for assessment is judgment. Now, people don't like that word judgment, but what they like is assessment. I wanna know. I wanna know how things panned out. Um, uh, uh, my, my son, he was, he was in this YMCA basketball league, and um, the first year he was in it, no one kept score, that was the policy. Okay, except every single child knew the score at the end of the game. <laughs> Why? I want to know who was better. I want to know. It was a non, there wasn't a no answer there. I want to know who was better on the field and court of play. 
Um, it's interesting is Arthur Miller, he's the one that wrote the Crucible playwright. He had this incredible quote is that he was always arguing with himself and he said when he looked at the bench, the, the judgment bench, and he said, when I saw it was empty, it was another word for despair. So there's something in here that's saying, I want something to be assessed and judged and tell me where it plays out in the rankings. Okay, there's another thing behind it though, is we wanna know where we stand in those rankings. So I, yes, I wanna know the rankings, but I wanna know where you would place me in those rankings. Um, I, I was talking to a doctor who is still at the Mayo Clinic and, um, and he had pioneered this, this procedure uh, that was a unique novel procedure that had never been undertaken, he pioneered it, it's in place now. And I remember this conversation, he says this, I have done this procedure over 10,000 times. He goes, I am the number one doctor in the world at this. Now what was fascinating is what he said next. He said, do you know why I'm the number one? He said, because the second place person has only done it over 500 times and he's at Johns Hopkins. He didn't just say he was first, he knew exactly who was second. See, you, we want place ourselves, where am I in the rankings? Uh, there's another desire, and this is this, is if there are rankings and you place me, and I know the system of what it takes to be great, then there's a possibility in this lifetime for me to be as superior as I can to as many amount of uh, persons as I can. If that is the game, how to be great and how to be ranked and rated, then the game in life is to how many people can I say are below me? How many people can I say I stand in superiority to those? So there's another desire there, but this is, this is this is what I think is behind the disciples. All of that is in play, especially with other accounts of the gospel. But I think this last one is in play. Is they want to know, okay, we know the system of the world and what it takes to be awesome and great and ranked high in the world, money, wealth, power, fame, whatever it is. But the question is this, is in your system, Rabbi, in your system, how do you climb the ladder? In your, we know our system. In your system, what do we have to do to be great? Uh, um, and they have a sincere desire to understand. Um, uh, let me, let me, there's a, there's a, a book I had to do some readings in last year. It came out last year. Um, I'm sorry, it came out in uh, uh, 2021. But there was a book about immigration to America. And there was a fascinating reading we had to do um, in, in, in this book. And the authors made a point to say this is, there is a, when immigrants have come to America, it is in their best interest for absolute survival and thriving to understand the system. Like whatever the system is, whatever is prized in neighborhoods, in the corporate 
culture, in the, in the broader culture, at the schools my, my kids are in, there is, there, there is high penalties to not be sensitive to what the system is and what the rules are. And so they were saying is they were greatly attenuated and sensitized to what the rules are from day one because they said our family is going to follow the rules of the system so that we can thrive. And so they were talking about how immigrants did this. It was, it was a fascinating. And this is what the disciple, what's behind the disciples, is they're saying, okay, in the kingdom of heaven, what, is, what are the rules of the system to be great? Okay. Um, and so this is what Jesus answers, and he says, and there's, there's two things, um, two ideas. It's the like a child Someone like this, he pulls a kid. Someone like this is gonna be great. And then he pulls in humility. So childlikeness and a humility equals greatness kingdom. If, I'm, if I were to summarize it. Now, um, it, it, I, 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 know, I know some people, you'll hear some people like, I, I wanna be humble. I, no, no one actually wants to be humble. <laughs> All right, um, it, it, it's the gift, the godly gift that actually nobody wants. I mean, they might say they want it, but they really don't want it because this is it, is humility feels less. All right, it fe- humility, true humility feels less powerful. Like you, do, you have less agency, less control, less power over your situation. It feels that way. It feels like you are respected less it feels like you have the esteem of your peers and the surroundings less. That's, that's what humility feels like. It feels like um, you have uh, less having, right? That humility feels like that. Uh, so the game is, for a lot of people, including Christians, the game is this, is how do I appear humble while still having the more? All right? This, this is the game. This is the game. Um, but... but Speaking of Tim Keller, who recently passed away, he says this, humility is the shyest of traits because once you start talking about her, she absolutely disappears from the room. Uh, This is it. Humility cannot be play acting or trying to appear or do, do menial things so that people feel like you are being humble. Oh no, I got that toilet, I'll clean it. I got it, you just, you go and get in the buffet line. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tidy up over here and clean these shoes for. Play acting at humility is not humility and I'll tell you why and you can notice it every time is when you see someone play acting at humility, you know that they are an incredibly proud person. Why? Because you are thinking of them being humble. Think of that. You are thinking of them being humble and you know you are a proud, proud person. But if you're around someone who is truly humble, humility isn't even in the mix. Because what you are thinking, you are thinking about greater things, namely Jesus, namely God, your Savior, bigger ideas, and it's so full of joy and laughter, you're not even thinking about them, you're just like, you thought, oh, I had a wonderful, vibrant time, and my soul is wider because of that. But anybody who has play-acted, think in your head, they are proud. 
The game is not to be an act, um, act humble. So how is humility acquired? Now this is, I'm gonna do this because there's a companion passage here. It's from Philippians 2. And I'm not gonna go into everything because that's a different sermon. But, but you do see this is um, humility will give up massive amounts of power and wealth. We see this in Philippians 2, all right? Um, humility will always draw near, so there's like an incarnational presence to it. It doesn't, it doesn't bail from you, it draws near, and it doesn't ho- matter how ugly it, this is, humility will draw near to the gross and the ugly. Um, humility also always throws its lot and associates with other humble people. And so you, you know how this is, is it's really difficult for us to be around strange, awkward, clingy people. And the reason why that is, is we think if we're around them and spend a lot of time around them, people will begin to think what? Oh, you're also weird, gross, awkward, because why would you be around that? We think their ick will get onto us. And yet true humility will say, I'm going to throw, I'm going to, I am going to associate and identify with lowly people. Think Jesus. Oh, he associates with sinners. Like I, I identify with sinners if we're talking about like 1 Corinthians 5. All right. The other thing is, is other honoring. Um, all right. That, that's, that's Philippians 2. Now, how, do we, how is humility childlike? Because Jesus says, this is a child, this is humility. How is it? I'm going I'm to go through these quickly. Um, when you're a kid, you don't, you, you don't really have power control to like aim things in the family. Like, you're not going to be like, you, don't, you cannot stand up and say, hey, tomorrow we are going to Disneyland. Everyone on board. No, no, like you don't have that power control, right? Um, a kid has, a child has to trust the bigger people for life. And Jesus is saying, oh, you're going to always trust someone bigger than you for truest life. Okay, what's another one? Um, a child can't initiate much, right, except need. I can ask for stuff. Um, those of you who have had small, small children, kids can fill a bed, they can fill a diaper, they can fill a stomach. That's like, that's all they can do. Like, that's, that's all they can initiate. Um, this is another one, is... If you're a kid, the reason why you're in a family is not because you just made the dance team or uh, you have a few patents in the wings or like, like, like it, no, the, the reason why you're in the family is because of your last name and you haven't produced a thing. If anything, you're just sucking the, G, the GDP <laughs> out of the family, right? You've, you're offering no economic benefit to the family. Family inclusion is based on your last name. Another one is this, is you enjoy intimacy with your siblings and your parents, and they enjoy you, not because of the productivity, but because of the relationship, right? And and so you can see this is a really gracious thing. Okay, who can do this? Now, um, who can be humble? Uh, I... I looked into getting two other screens to the left and right. Uh, I, is that clear? Can you see it back there, Larson? <laughs> uh, this is where it's going to frustrate you. 
is no one can be humble by acting humble. No one can go Benjamin Buttons and say, oh, I think I'm going to rewind time and I'm going to become a kid. Now, how do we know this? If you remember in John 3, Nicodemus, teacher of the law, rabbi, is speaking to Jesus under the cover of night. And you remember this is um, Jesus has that exchange with Nick. And, 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 he, and he says, unless you are, what? Do you guys remember the phrase? Born again, right? It's familiar in Christian circles, but he says, unless you're born again, unless you reverse that and go to the place of start and newness, unless you're born again. And do you remember in that exchange is Nick is befuddled. And by befuddled, like he's, conf- like it, it, it blows circuits because he, he realizes something. He goes, I, I, no one can do that. No one can do that. And what is Jesus' reply? It's, it's incredibly, it's incredibly uh, impossible and yet incredibly sweet and gracious at the same time. Do you remember Jesus' reply? He says, you're right, but unless the Spirit of God... Do, 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 like, no one, unless the Spirit of God does it, that is beautiful. Now here comes the whirlwind, okay? Because what we realize is when, when Jesus says become like this child and be humble-like, it cannot be accomplished by you being humble. We're getting a little remnants here and so I'll answer the question for you. You're going to start catching this is who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus, I don't want to use the word sneak, but he's putting it around. He's putting the chess pieces around. And he is. He is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. He doesn't say it. Now, listen, listen. Humility, I said this, it cannot be copied, it can't be mimicked. It can't be reproduced in any kind. All right, who remembers this artifact of Christian evangelicalism? Um, WWJD bracelets. Does it, don't raise your hand if you had one. Don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't admit that here. Okay? But this was the terrifying thing of WWJD is that we wanted to talk about Jesus as a thing we put up here and we push people is you can copy him. You can do what he did, but you just have to replicate it in your life. And what this is telling us is like, you cannot do the things to be humble. And so a better bracelet would have been um, WHJD. What has Jesus done? Do you, do you see that? That is good news of your heart, is what has Jesus done for you? Because you cannot be the humble. You cannot rewind and go Benjamin Buttons and be the child. You can't do that. Who is the greatest? He is. Who is the greatest? He is. Who is, 
Do you see, like, it's just, it's changing everything for these disciples who know the system and the game is you can get somewhere through achievement and doing. And so when they say, when they ask Jesus, tell us the doing so we can achieve the greatest in the kingdom. And he's saying, you can't do the doing because I am the greatest. I am the doing for you. Now, I am, a, um, I am addicted to doing. I'm addicted to doing. So, so part of this is offensive to me. And then part of it is just awesome. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, what Jesus is setting up for his disciples is that the only way to childlike humility isn't to do humility, it is through humility himself. That's what he's saying. Now, how is humility greatness in the kingdom of God? So he said, yeah, that, uh, how is it greatness? It's the only thing that reaches those consumed with power and control and addicted to ratings. Um, you all probably, or maybe you didn't, I don't, I, I've been reading a lot of, um, uh, what do you call these? They're not really obituaries, they're tributes to Tim Keller, him recently passed away. And it's fascinating from almost all segments of our culture, believing, not believing, um, all across every political affiliation, across um, uh, uh, wild um, behavioral divides. I'll be, I'll be nice. Um, and yet they were talking about his generosity as a person. And I read one this morning, it was in the New York Times, and they were talking about his generosity was per, a person wasn't so that you were a project, or wasn't so I'd win a culture war, or wasn't so that um, you could join my church. It was this, is it flowed from what? Is he had the resources to treat someone other than himself with kindness because he daily enjoyed Jesus for himself. Um, and that's a humble person. So it doesn't matter how renowned you are, but that's a humble person. Let me give you an example. Um, it, when, I was, when I was a young, uh, a young guy, I was under a minister, um, I, for lack of a better term, like an intern. And we had forged a relationship with a, a church in Carretero, Mexico. It's a pretty substantially big city, about a million people, over a million people. And, and like, we, like we are with a church in Bishkek, developed a relationship where we'd see each other um, at least a couple times a year, them coming to us, us going to them. And, um, and th there was a man there who had an incredible story, and his name is Hector, Hector Reyes. And uh, he ran a lot of, if you've ever had to deal with Americans in short-term missions, you were like, oh, you know, and yet, and yet he interacted with all the groups that came, and he had his own business, and he was, he was almost like a parish 
pastor in this neighborhood, and let me just describe Hector for you, is that um, he was a humble man, but he didn't play act that humble, right? He, 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 he wasn't super quiet and, and mopey and stand at the back and say, oh, no, you first, you first. Like, no, that wasn't Hector. What Hector was, though, is it didn't matter what he did, for sure, and it didn't matter how much it cost him in time and energy and hassle, but, but this is it, is when you're ever around him, he would, he would scoop up some people, and he'd say, hey, you're going to go with me, and this is the thing about Hector, is he's laughing. He's laughing, he's talking, telling jokes, he's just like, hey, uh, and there's this line, and this unsettled me as a young dude, is he'd say, what did you discover about Jesus today, Tim? I was like, man, it's like 8 a.m. You know, and, and he'd already been hitting the word and just like, this is, this is him for me. And he was confused about this dumb young American who wasn't captivated by something yet. Uh, like, what? Let's talk about, what, well, Tim, I'm going to tell you about what I discovered about Jesus today. And then he's talking, he goes, can you believe that? Laughing, laughing the whole time. Hand me the tool. Okay. And, then, and he goes, hey, Tim, what are you good at? And, and so we were talking, and I said, well, I'm into art. And he goes, art? Well, why didn't you tell me? You need to paint this thing on the side of our building. And so they put up these, these scaffolding, this rickety scaffolding, not OSHA approved, by the way. Uh, and he goes, you need to paint this thing. So I painted this thing. And he goes, oh, Tim, see, that's what you need to do. You need to do that. Um, okay, all the while laughing, some practical jokes in there, pulling people in. The thing is, is today in 2023, who am I talking about in the Assembly of Saints? Hector. Hector. Hector Arias. That is a great man. Right? Like, do you, do you see that? Like, I have known a lot of people that are worldly great, and you guys could name drop, and I could name drop, and guess what? I'm not going to mention their name here. They're forgettable. But let me flip it. They're not forgettable to a Savior who covers them. Um, well, well, first off, Father, you know me to be a proud, proud man. And I live among a proud people. Thank you for your humility that draws close that is magnetic to me, it is attractive to me because of its power and its kindness. Oh, to be like that. But we can only be that through your work, not our own. So would you draw us close to you so that we know you we ask you questions, we wrestle with you. We talk about you, we sing about you. We think about it, we muse about it, we reflect about it. 
Have us bring our all to you. The sin, the gross, the little happinesses, the excitement, the wonder, the confusion. Have us bring it to you. And that you are the all. You're the bigger people. Oh, we want that. We want it for ourselves and we want it for others. And it can only be done by you. Give us this, this baby faith again. In Jesus' name.